0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, of course, and today I have a great guest. I have Chef Andy Husbands on. He is a restaurateur, cookbook author, and barbecue pit master. I'll be right back with Chef Andy Husbands. Smoking, grilling, getting
1: hot and hotter. Sous-vide and chilling from fire and water.
0: Whoop. Hey all, it's Darren. I want to talk to you about Fire & Water Cooking Edible Creations. We've got a new product line that we're launching here on our website at fireandwatercooking.com and you can check out our all-new rub blends. We make these from scratch, including our very own blueberry and black garlic seasoning. We're also selling the Black Garlic Company's black garlic powder and also their cloves and garlic salt. Also, we have some freeze-dried fruit, All different kinds, all fresh picked, and then freeze-dried. And also we're doing freeze-dried candy, uh, gummy nerds, Skittles, sour Skittles, all kinds of freeze-dried candy. If you haven't had freeze-dried candy, you're missing out. It's very unique and special. We're also doing freeze-dried ice cream, ice cream sandwiches, and mochi ice cream. So if you haven't had any freeze-dried ice cream, go ahead and check it out. Fireandwatercooking.com. Check out the store. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I am Darren. I'm your host, of course, and today I've got a really great guest. I have a award-winning chef, author, restaurateur, Mr. Andy Husbands. He's got a lot of uh, experience, and he's done a lot in his career, so we're going to talk to Andy, and uh, Andy, welcome to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. Let us uh, know a little bit about you.
1: My pleasure. Nice to see you. Uh, My name is Andy Husbands. I am the... uh, the owner pit master of the smoke shop barbecue we have uh, five locations here in the boston area building our sixth one as we speak and uh just been uh, we just awarded uh boston magazine's best barbecue four years in a row so pretty excited about that and uh here we are
0: well great um that's one of the things i want to talk to you about i mean i've uh, looked you up actually i found you i've probably seen you um on TV and some other stuff and just really haven't didn't put the face to the name but i actually had an ad come up in my aarp magazine believe it or not where you're teaching some kind of class through aarp is that that what you're doing
1: yeah you're, i've already done it um you can see it it has been recorded in their uh digital library yeah i did uh, uh kind of a, a a live cooking class on um on live fire cooking focused on burgers uh mainly it's cool cool class
0: well that's kind of how I, I saw that and it intrigued me and then i kind of looked into your history and i said hey i kind of know this guy i've seen him around <laughs> and um and so i said I, I really like to get him on the on the podcast so we can kind of talk about it because you got a kind of a unique career and uh i've had other you know famous chefs on here before like kenji and and some of the others and and stephen reichlin I always like to go back into how they got into this business because it can be kind of crazy and and different than what most people are used to, definitely. So, from what I read about your history, you started off at, at a part-time job baking, um, and when you were in school. And I kind of was started out the same way. I I had a part-time job working at a restaurant. So, uh-huh. I mean, I think a lot of people get started that way. So, let's let's yeah. walk through how you got started.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, in retrospect, I, I've always called In in fourth grade, I did a demo. You had to do a how-to. Some guys did how to throw a football. Um, you know how to sew. I think was in the class in fourth grade a long time ago. I did how to make donuts. I was making donuts in fourth grade by myself out of um, the Joy of Cooking cookbook, the cookbook one cookbook we had at our house. And you know, since I remember, I've always been fascinated with cooking and food. So you said when I was in school. Let's be clear. I was in four, I was fourteen years old. I was in high school when I got that bakery job and then worked in other restaurants, a notable restaurant called the pillar house. When I was a senior that's in Boston, it's not around anymore, but a very famous old restaurant I worked at, went to culinary school. I don't know how deep and how long you want me to talk, but um, what's you know, I was, there's, I think a couple of reasons I really enjoyed um, making people happy. I think that in retrospect, like I love seeing people, you know, being good at something and, and 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 seeing people's reactions to the food I made, um, I also liked because I'm a child of the '70s, so latchkey kid, right? Um, not a lot of adult supervision, um, and I think I really wanted some like structure. I and mean, I think that's one of the things that called me to this business is I liked, you know, the the structure of a kitchen, the family atmosphere. Um, the mentoring, like all that stuff I think I was craving. And I happened to find it in kitchens. And I love that high energy, you know, Saturday night, pumping it out kind of stuff. Um, and I was really good at it. So that was <laughs> nice too.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I, I really understand where you're coming from because I, I, was, I was a child of the seventies myself. And I started out, you know, kind of with my mom, kind of looking over her shoulder you know, and then again, she had to work, you know, to bring in some money for the family. So when she wasn't there, I kind of remembered what she kind of did and I kind of cooked for myself. And so that's how I always, I got into it. And then I started, like I said, part-time job working in a restaurant and the same thing, you know, cooking was always comfort to me. You know, I like to cook. I like to eat. I like to cook something and have other people like it and say, Hey, this is great. You know, so you get that you know, you get that positive reassurance back. So I think uh, that's one of the things you can get out of uh, cooking, but uh, definitely it's, it's, there's a lot of positives in it as well. So, so you, you went that, you you got into culinary school, like you said, you went to Johnson and Wales, I guess, and then uh, uh, graduated from there. So that's one of the things I want to talk about. So after you got out of culinary school, you kind of went, worked at a restaurant locally for a while, and then you kind of went on a cross country trip and worked at various different places sure. and then you came home. So let's talk a little bit about that, not to go into the details of that, but just what, yeah. what was your experience on that?
1: Well, I mean, uh, restaurants are
0: kind of restaurants are the kind of a job you can actually do that with. You can actually yeah. find a job pretty much anywhere and, and, and work pretty much anywhere sure. in, a, in a restaurant.
1: Well, you kind of broad stroke a little bit, so I'll back up just a little bit. Um, you know, I had worked all through school, all through college um, summers on Block Island, beautiful place right off of Rhode Island. You know, I, I was working, gosh, you know, it's funny. I just did the math and I was getting paid uh, $300 a week to work about 70 to 80 hours. Uh, it comes out to be like $6 an hour. Like it, <laughs> and, and and people be like, oh my God, like I had the best time ever. And when you work that much, you learn so much. I know people are really into like work, work-life balance. That's cool. If you want to do that? That's fine but it takes a certain amount of time to learn something. So however long you want to take, you you know, let's just say something takes you hundred hours to learn that one thing. Well, you want to do it in a week or you want to do it in two weeks. You want to do it over a year, your choice. So for me, I went insane and went nuts, got out of, got out of uh, college. um, And I worked for a guy named Chris Schlesinger. And this is what I wanted to kind of really dig in a little bit is uh, he's my mentor. He wrote thrill of the grill. This guy is just such a, he taught me not only how to be a good chef, he taught me how to be a good man, taught me how to be a good leader, taught me how to be a good teammate. All those things I needed to learn. And um wow, what a great learning experience I had there for like three or four years. I also worked my took us off. I worked so much. And um, when I was done, and you know, I gave him, I don't know, a year notice. I'm like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna travel for a little bit. And he's like great. And I I went out to um, Santa Fe, had my motorcycle shipped out there, went to Santa Fe, and I had networked to a woman named Elizabeth Elizabeth Barry. If you've ever seen the Mark Miller Chili Pepper posters, she's the one that grew those. So I worked on her farm. I think originally it was a two-month contract, and they asked me to stay for two months more. Um, they didn't actually expect me to stay for a week. Um, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's brutal. You know, working on a farm is pretty intense, but I loved it. It was nice to be out of a kitchen being outside. Mainly, I dug ditches and filled them up again. You I know, mean, I was kind of through bell pails <laughs> of hay. But it was nice to be working with food, yet to be out of the kitchen for a while. Rode my motorcycle to San, San Francisco. I worked in several restaurants out there, kind of staging, um, you know, a little bit paid, a little bit not. Just um, really just kind of trying to figure out where I wanted to go and, 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 and keep myself busy and just learn some more. You know, um, you know so much to learn in the culinary business. Um, I got called back to, uh, for, uh, to maybe open a restaurant that deal fell through, came back to Boston, but I partnered with my best friend and we ended up opening a restaurant, uh, that I ended up owning for geez, 21 years called Tremont 647.
0: Now that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, because after you graduated from culinary school, it was only within what, four years that you opened up your first restaurant. And that's kind of a short period of time to go from a culinary school graduate to actually start in your own uh, fine dining restaurant i mean you could open yes anybody could open a sandwich shop i guess but you know to open a fine dining restaurant it takes a a lot of different skills not just how to cook (laughs) you got to learn how to run a restaurant you know so how how was that How, how was that did you learn enough in your four years no. <laughs> Absolutely
1: not. Um, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you realize it. Um right. I, I've always been somewhat um arrogant, cocky, you know. I mean I ran the I ran that restaurant with arrogance, um, you know, cockiness, um, creativity, and bourbon. I mean, you know, like that's <laughs> I was out of my mind. And yeah, you know, I, I definitely made lots of mistakes. I'm certainly a different person than I was then. Um, I really had to learn how to even be a better team leader and how to, to build teams it's something that i really like to do um you know and even be a better chef i knew a lot but i didn't know enough and so a lot of was trial and error i've made lots of mistakes but um i don't regret any of it um sure if i knew what i knew now i would have done it later in life but <laughs> well, it is what it is sometimes and, and, and,
0: trial by fire is the best Trial yeah. you can have. And, because- and
1: I just want to tell you, I, I've had some great people around, really, really talented people around. Um, I mean cooks, I mean mentors, I mean lawyers, accountants. So I'd have a team around me, which has just been great throughout my life, who's helped me kind of find my bearings and go the right way. So um, you know, and now I feel like I'm hit my stride, which is just awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you, if you're opening, you know, your fifth restaurant, I guess it sounds like you're, you got something six, figured out six. or six. There you go. So what, so after you started your restaurant and you got going a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about this. I don't want to dwell too much on it, but you were on hell's kitchen with uh, gordon Ramsay, (laughs) season six and i watched a little bit of that episode and i remember you in that episode but i've talked to several people that were on these similar type shows on chopped or the barbecue uh shows and stuff and they're totally different from what we see on our side than what you guys go through so how was that and what did you learn from that experience dealing with gordon Ramsay and all that kind of stuff and, and just being on a television show
1: um, well, one of the things that's interesting about me, I should just, we just did a whole team building thing with our uh, executive team here. And um, I'm a, I'm a, a log- logistician. So I like logic, uh, which right. means I like truth, <laughs> me logic <too>. and truth. <laughs> and, you know, that show is meant to be entertaining. Right. So, you know, when you, you know, no chef in the right mind would ever close down their restaurant. And I certainly don't. And we, you know, you don't treat people like that. Um, so what did I learn? I learned I didn't like that show. I learned that they lie and they cheat and, you know, it's it wasn't really about cooking. You know, it just wasn't. And I was disappointed that it wasn't about cooking. And I was disappointed I didn't learn anything about food. Certainly learned some stuff about myself. That's kind of fun. And it was definitely interesting, but um, probably, yeah. you know, I'm glad I did it, but I wouldn't do that again.
0: Yeah, I kind of I've I've always looked at those type of shows as you're not seeing the whole picture, oh, how no. much of this stuff is made up, how much of it is garbage, how much of it with even like with chopped, you know, how much of it do they know beforehand what's in the basket? Because you can't no. just throw no, some stuff at that and expect them to cook it in 30 minutes. No, you they, know, they, they, they
1: re- chopped is real in that regard. So you don't know what's in the basket. Where chopped fails, in my opinion, is it's about the story. Right. So let's just say you're really bland or you don't have a really good story. Um, they don't, they want someone who's going to like, people are going to root for. Them. And so yeah. that's the, you know, that's what they're doing. And same thing with, with Hell's Kitchen, they're kind of writing the story as it happens. So, um, you know, in Hell's Kitchen, they would, you know, in a, you know in a kitchen where you have a two cup container of salt, that's kind of sitting there and that's what you use to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that, that two cup container will magically turn into sugar. <laughs> Or, you know, they use French flat tops. You know how they're like thick iron that get hot. Mm -hmm. First cook turns them on. Last cook turns them off. Well, when you go break and take your lunch, your dinner break before you're going to have service, they turn them off. But you don't know they're off because it's such thick steel that you're so busy and not paying attention. And in a normal kitchen, nobody would ever turn them off. So that's why you see Ramsey yelling, oh, you're cooking. Your stoves aren't even on. You're an idiot. It's like, no, your, your team turned them off on us
0: yeah <laughs> they were They,
1: would turn they, off they the set fri- you up
0: kind of much <laughs> yeah
1: of course you know uh, i'll tell you that uh one time a, a team came and uh, watched our restaurant my old restaurant they came in because they wanted to do a reality show about our restaurant they sat there for a week cameras watched us taped us and they basically said no we're not going to do it you guys are boring I'm like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's not like what we see on TV. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, you know, it's just not, we're not fighting all too, you know, it's just not, done. it's not like that.
0: Yeah. You're not going to hand you a script and go here, why don't you guys fight or do something or throw yeah. food at each other? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that like I said, I see a lot of these shows and you just kind of think how much of this stuff is like real or how much of it is scripted or pushed, pushed, or like you said, where they kind of set you up to fail so that Mm -hmm. you got to dig your way out of it you know they kind of make the story happen so yeah those are always interesting though when i when i get somebody on there just to see what the backstory is yeah so so you started out let's say you started out with your the restaurant fine dining restaurant and i'm sorry what the name of the restaurant
1: again was it was called tremont six four seven and then next door was called sister sorrel and the same doctor my sister was like a bar
0: okay so it was kind of a different different menu items and just but kind of a closely attached
1: yeah it's next orders it's cocktail it's cocktail place
0: gotcha and you had that for a long time so uh, i guess it was it was fairly successful and then i guess during um that period you decided to get into barbecue uh doing some competitions
1: not quite yes early on though like 97 me and my buddy uh my best friend um we created a barbecue team with both, uh, called IQ, I, capital, all capitals, I-Q-U-E. And um, we just did it on a lark. Um, competition barbecue, those don't know, is it's like a weekend of golf, a competitive golf or competitive <laughs> fishing. You know, it's like there's a lot of laughing, a lot of cussing, a lot of bourbon, and a lot of competitions, right? And, and it's fun. It's really, really fun. And think that was our weekend. We would do that, you know, in the beginning, maybe three, four times a year. When we started really getting serious, maybe 10, 15 times a year, these a weekend long yeah. events traveling around the country. Um, we, in, the uh, I can't remember I'm bad with years, but at some point we, we, we were losing badly and we lost a lot. Um, and we decided we didn't want to lose anymore. And then we started to practice, uh, more and we refined our techniques. And there's a bunch of different reasons why we got good. Um, but I would say mainly it's like a race. you got to practice your race if you want to do well, right? And um, we started dominating our region, the Northeast Barbecue Society, kind of that region. And then we started to get to the national stage, you know, the, um, the Kansas City Royal, the um, Jack Daniels. And we qualified for Jack many years in a row. And, and I'm really shortening this, this story, but. Eventually, in 2009, we became the first non-Southern team to win the World Championships in Barbecue. No non-Southern team had ever done that, and we did it. So um, we got – and i also just say – we really want to point this out. I'm not the lead pitmaster master on our team. <laughs> that is Chris Hart. He's the Tom Brady. I'm like the Julian Edelman. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, you know um, – you know, he, you know, so I, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing to, to, have done that, to climb that mountain. And actually that was our goal was to win the world championships. We also won, um, first place in brisket in Kansas city out of 510 teams. That's um,
0: awesome. Yeah. So how different is competition barbecue than actually cooking for even, even in a restaurant or for your home, let's say you're cooking for family at home. I, I've talked to many you know, famous barbecue people. And they always tell me it's totally different <laughs> yeah, cooking for judges and cooking for people is
1: different. <laughs> They're taking one bite. A judge is taking one bite. It's gotta be the best bite they've ever had. Um, think of it like this NASCAR in NASCAR, that car you drive, you would never drive it on the main streets. A civilian would not be driving that on the main street. That's what competition barbecue is. It's also like the Lance Armstrong of barbecue. It's jacked full of stuff, just needled full of sulfates, <laughs> nitrates, MSGs, all sorts of craziness. We don't cook like that here at the restaurant. I don't cook like that at home. You got to understand it, the, the bite has to be this craziest bite. I actually happen to be practicing right now. I have a pit right over here that I'm practicing today for a competition this weekend. Um, so I'm actually I'm not even really using sulfates or nitrates, but it's just very complicated. It's a lot of different moves and a lot of different things. So back to that NASCAR. But some of that stuff that happens in NASCAR, be it the engine, be it the, the aerodynamics, it does trickle down into other. And so some of the tricks that I've learned, we do do at the restaurant and we do. I would do at home again, none of those weird ingredients, but just <laughs> there, there are things you learn. And also just by practicing, you get better and better at anything.
0: You know? So coming from a culinary background where you went to culinary school, going into yeah. the barbecue competitions, uh-huh. did you have like a I I know more than these, you know, Bubba's here, you know, cooking barbecue, I, cause I've got all this culinary background. Did you go in with that type of attitude and then figure out real quick that, Hey, maybe I don't know as much as I, I think I do or.
1: Yes. That quickly changed though. <laughs> you quickly changed. We realized yeah. we were, we were outclassed and, and that was cool. Like we had fun what, what I love about barbecue, and this is a quote from um or a paraphrase from Tuffy Stone. He's a great barbecue pit master. Um, right. he said, um, barbecue is the most friendliest cuisine out there. It's the food of family gatherings, celebrations, right? Graduations. And I just love that. Like you found I found where I just, you know, I could feel so I wanted to have this fancy restaurant, change a menu every week, kind of restaurant. I had that. That was great. Toward the end, though, I could feel my, myself being drawn towards something else. And I could think you could think of it like, you know, musicians. They may not play the same type of music always. They may change. And that's, I changed into really wanted to do barbecue. And it's just, I loved and adored the people I competed with and the people I've met. And it's just so casual and not in a negative way. It's just this thing where people come in and really, you know, you're, you're, it's almost a celebration every night, you know? It's really cool. I love
0: it. And it's it's simple food, and it can be so delicious. And um, and, and that's kind of what I want to talk about next, because you had the fine dining restaurant for so many years, yes. and now you've switched over. You actually sold those restaurants, or and, mm-hmm. and now you have just barbecue restaurants. You started out with the first smoke shop. Yep. What, when was that? In like 19, 1996. So you started out with the I'm first sorry, one. Tw-
1: uh, tw- I'm sorry, 2019. That's the first one. Was my first yeah. restaurant was uh 2016.
0: So that's when you started out, and you still had your other other restaurants going for a couple. When years, was yes. it that you said, "Okay, I, I really love the smoke shop better. I want to put all my attention and focus into that." 2018. When yeah,
1: 2018. And we've opened up one a year pretty much since then.
0: Now, where do you expect to go with this? Are you going to try to, you know? go nationwide or just focus on new England?
1: I don't know. I don't really try to expect too much anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, I, we have such an amazing team here and everybody's growing, you know, it's, so it's neat to see people grow and, and provide opportunities. So we're going to continue to grow. It's it's a fun, it's fun. It's a challenge, you know, so I don't know where we're going to go. I'd like to be in an airport. That would be fun. I think fun and interesting. Um, you know, i like the challenge so maybe we start we're mainly in the boston area so i think we'd like to hit the suburbs and maybe look at other states you know there's some there's some really good barbecue out there and i don't i want to bring i don't necessarily want to go and compete against these you know you know other great barbecue i don't think it's you need to do that i think there's plenty of places available for for us to go so you we'll see you don't
0: want to you don't want to open up next to Aaron Franklin's restaurant in the uh, you know Austin's so.
1: <laughs> well my, my 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 arrogance does my yeah. my arrogance <laughs> makes me want to go do that but uh no he'd clobber us he's so great do well, you think
0: it. that some of your success with these barbecue restaurants is the fact that you are in New England you don't have a whole lot of mom and pop competition up there or do you I'm not I, I'm actually originally from upstate New York and I know when I was growing up we didn't have a a whole lot of real barbecue our, our barbecue was just cooking over the grill so
1: well i don't think anybody thought it could happen you know look there's a italian and a chinese restaurant in every corner right but not barbecue and I, I don't think people realize there was such a demand and now they're seeing us open all these places and they're seeing the demand um no but we have some good barbecue around here um bt's is southern mass um fireflies and marlboro mass and like central mass um uh, geez, uh, rusty can up north. There's some good stuff around here. So, um, blue ribbon, red bones. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know why we're so successful. I mean, I do, we're, we're, we're putting out some great food and, and really good teams. So, you know, I don't know. It's been a what's great What's
0: the, uh, what's the main difference between having a classic, you know, uh, Fine dining restaurant and a barbecue restaurant. As far as running it, I mean, is there less food cost? Is it is
1: it
0: easier <laughs> to is, put together?
1: Or? Food cost is higher, because uh, really. I always <laughs> always sell is meat. Um, when you when you can sell pasta and rice, you're pretty good. Um, you know the but you know the cheapest thing to sell is flour and water, right? So pasta yeah. and pizza, pe- pasta and pizza, you're pretty good. Um, well,
0: as far as I'm what, thinking though, is you have less menu items to deal with you're not you don't have a lot of restaurants nowadays they think they got to cram 400 menu items on yeah. there to try to attract everybody and, yeah you know that, that's the biggest mistake i think restaurants make is that if you just specialize in a few really good dishes or just mix it up and you know change it out every once in a while you yeah. don't have to carry all those different items and let them sit there and rot in your uh you know walk-in fr- yeah. fridge so.
1: <laughs> i mean uh, yeah um so uh... You know, what's the difference? You know, I mean, it's really about people. I, I got to tell you, I, we talk a lot about this, and I hate saying this as a chef, but um, hospitality trumps food. So it's really important to understand this. Great service, mediocre food, people will come back. Amazing food, crappy service. They'll be <laughs> like, no, thank you. I will never go there again. A right. diner is a really good example. When you get those really that really great vibey diner experience, it was good. It's fine, right? It's a diner. Yeah. You're like that was fun. We had a blast, right? Um, so you know, really, it's a it's a it's a people game. Um, I mean, yes, of course, it's about the recipe, and of course, it's about the the how you cook it and, and how you you know process your food or whatever. But really, it's the hospitality and something we really focus on is you know we want everybody to we want to treat everybody like grandma. That's kind of our policy. Doesn't mean grandma's always right, but treat everybody like grandma, you know, you can tell grandma to pump the brakes on the, on the wine, you know, it's okay. So.
0: Right. It's like going back to your hell's kitchen experience when you watch that show. And if I was a, somebody in that, you know, as a customer in that restaurant and I watched that going on, I, I would have no desire to ever eat in a restaurant where Everybody's yelling at each other, throwing things and, and screaming and calling each other, you know, just every yeah. other word out of everybody's mouth is the F bomb.
1: <laughs> but what you gotta realize with those people that are in that restaurant are really people watching yeah. the TV show, right?
0: No, no, I know. Yeah, they're there for that. They're but I mean, yeah. as far as regular dining, that you know, you would you definitely would not desire that type yeah. of uh nope. <laughs> a restaurant nope. for sure. Nope. So Let's transition now. Um, you're also a author. You've, you've written a few books now as well. And, 6 you know, having Six written, having, having, having written my own book, you know, not in that type of, uh, you know, not as big as yours. Of course I, I written my own book. I, I, I actually kind of found that it was really cathartic. I mean, when, once I started writing it, I really just let it flow out and I, I couldn't stop. And uh, did you have that same kind of feeling on your first one? When you started writing it, you started just like I. I'm trying to get this stuff out of my head and put it down on paper as fast as I can. Or,
1: yeah, but it was my first one was 200 recipes. It sold okay. It, um, you no, know, maybe not the best contract I had. There were no pictures in it, so it did okay. But our next one, which sold really good, Wicked Good Barbecue, that kind of that has the recipes from how we won the world championships in it. Really cool. Wicked Good Burger sold okay. Uh, Grilled to Perfection, so okay. But then we released Pitmaster. Pitmaster is my best-selling book. If you don't have this book, you should have it. It is—it's um, about regional barbecue. Um, we have a lot of guest pitmasters in there, like Sam Jones, your buddy Stephen Reichlin's in there. Um, Bill Durney from uh, from New York. If you haven't been to Bill Durney's place, he is—he uh, owns hometown barbecue in Brooklyn. Uh, so all different pitmasters are kind of guests in there. And, uh, it's just a, that book, you know, We really like to say, look, I wrote a lot of good books, but it took me, it took me five books to write a really special book. Hitmaster is amazing. My last book, which I really love, um, which is called, uh, Backyard Barbecue. And it's kind of more about recipes that we do here and stuff. The problem with that book is, um, here's just a tip for you. If you ever want to write another book, don't write a book about like large parties and big gatherings right before a pandemic it, <laughs> it won't sell no doesn't sound like
0: it yeah so yeah, it's all okay. it's,
1: it's all it's all okay but that's really it's a yeah.
0: recipe a recipe for disaster i guess
1: <laughs> which i always thought would be a great name for a book recipe for a disaster
0: well, there you go that's your next one <laughs>
1: yeah uh but uh, yeah, no, i, I love, just found when i did books. my.
0: Yeah. go ahead I just, when I did mine, it was, I had recipes in it, but it was more a process because it was mixing sous vide and barbecue. And I think we talked to you are know, you're, you're not really a fan of sous vide, but that's fine. But I mean, just mixing two different methods and, and kind of going through a process was more spilling it out. You know, the recipes can come and go. I mean, recipes are, you know, they're fun to, to write, but I just, the whole process was kind of a, you know, a, interesting for me to to put down on paper and i just kind of once i started doing it it just kind of all flew, uh, flowed right out of my brain right onto the uh, paper so so it seems like you you've given up on the fine dining cuisine restaurants you're actually going to just you know stick to the barbecue from now on
1: yeah let's say a transition i've already yeah. done that you know what i mean so i did that for 21 years you try doing anything for 21 years so i just oh, yeah. uh, you know, I was good. You get I, bored. I yeah. Good. yeah, I was bored. <laughs> you know, that same building, 21 freaking years. It was too much. So um, I'm loving where I'm at now. And, and you know, but who knows? You know, I, look, uh, there's other things I like to do and other things I cook. I don't, when I'm at home, I'm not cooking barbecue. I'm cooking other stuff. Right. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll do something different in the future right now. Um, and this is for, I don't imagine doing anything else right now. This is what, I, and when I'm in, I'm in. You know what I mean I'm not going to be like, well, I'm going to do this for a little bit and then say, "No, I am like I'm in." So let's let's you know I'm going to check this out and keep going with it. It's so much fun, so much a challenge. What's, what is that? Is that a freeze a freeze dryer behind you? Is that what that thing Oh is? yeah,
0: yeah. It's a freeze dryer. <laughs> yeah, I I got lots of I, I got lots of toys. I like to play uh, with stuff. No. You know, they'll come and go. I'll get different grills and different things. That's that's kind of why I mix you eating barbecue. I just I like Experimenting, playing with different stuff. So I always get a little, little my wife, drive my wife crazy. So yeah. I got four or five different grills on my patio and then I switch them out every once in a while. Nice, so,
1: nice. Yeah, I've got but, about eight, um, eight, 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 I have about eight barbecue pits. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not crazy about sous vide. I don't enjoy cooking things in plastic. I think that's kind yeah. of a, a weird thing for me. I can't get my mind around it. Um, well, did yeah, you ever did. use any
0: combi ovens in your in your uh, restaurants at all? No. You, no, we use CVAPs. We use CVAPs. Yeah, your CVAPs. So. so you hold your hold your food in that. To, yeah,
1: yeah, but I I know where you're going. It's just not, and I like it. I just the plastic thing gets me a little goofed up. It really does. Yeah. And I'm not telling you, like I I, I remember eating a French Laundry in 2000 and 2001, and um, you know he had sous vide this uh, uh, foie gras with mint freaking amazing i'm not saying it's not good i'm not saying it's just like i really like kind of an old school approach of cooking food right and mm. so that's what i really like i love the process and again how i was trained but how if i maybe was 20 years younger maybe i would have been trained a different way and gone that route you know it's just yeah. for me it's not really, I mean, one of the cool things I love when I see my buddy cater, he, he'll he just like bring out bags of short ribs and snip them open and there they go. Right. Um, well, I get it. It's not I, only that.
0: And when I, when I talk to Steven Reichland, you know, he's, you know, he's all down he can't go, can come off of the live fire cooking. You know, he can't go anywhere yeah. near and he, he can't cook in a regular oven anymore. It's always got to be over you know, <laughs> some kind yeah. of open fire. But um, you know, the thing I liked about it is I could take a brisket. And I could cook it C V medium rare and then stick it on the smoker and still get some smoke and then have a medium rare tender brisket. So that's the kind of things when you mix them, you can do some things like that. So it's not just like it's better or, or it's it, to me, a superior me product. What, it just makes something totally different. You couldn't make either, either way. So
1: to me, that's what I would call a triple Lindy. Do you know what a triple Lindy yeah. is? Yeah. Triple Lindy yeah, is Rod, when Roddy Dangerville jumped from <laughs> one board to another board, to another board into the water. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm just going off the board into the water. I don't need all those other steps. No triple right. windy for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and there's, you know, everybody's different. Everybody likes, you know, diff- doing different things. That's I always yeah. leave that open. You know, there's all kinds of room for everybody and in, in different cooking methods sure. and all kinds of equipment as well. There's people that only want to cook in, you know, stainless steel pans. So <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna argue that that point at all. So yep. Like I said, so you you're you're pretty much. Do you get to do much of your competition barbecue anymore since you're getting so busy? I know during the during the pandemic, how did that affect your your restaurants as well?
1: Well, I'll answer your first question. Uh, I'm competing this weekend, um, but I don't really want to. We don't really compete that much anymore. We're kind of, right. you know, our team. Look, we, we all got other things going on. We competed for something like 18 years, right? So we're good. You know, like we won the world championship. You did that, yeah. We, you know, we, so it's like your restaurant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, we all have other passions now. So, but um, we're going to compete this weekend. That'll be fun, and that's why I'm practicing today. Uh, the pandemic was interesting. Um, this is a weird position. I'm going to tell you that I'm not making light of death or people's um, sickness or how scary it was. With all those things, and that's awful. But for us, we have the opportunity to work with a really cool team to um, solve some really complex problems that deal with safety and life-threatening issues and come out of the end stronger and better is really cool. So we have a really great team. And, you know, it was hard. and It was scary. And it was challenging. But it was fun, right? Like, it's fun to do those things, even though I'm not making light of all those other things. So we... Right. You know, so like, so it's a you learning
0: know. experience, and, and yeah, it's you just know.
1: it's cool. It's cool when you work with a group of people and solve a complex problem. That is fun when you do it together, and so it just made me more and more appreciate the people around me because we had, right. the one thing I want to make sure everybody knows is when we when we did shut down, we had 200 employees, uh, and we stayed. Everybody stayed in touch with their team members, and what we quickly heard from our general managers is uh, we had a total of about 50 people who couldn't collect unemployment. For whatever reason, it didn't matter to me. We knew that we had fifty people that were part of our family that could not feed themselves, who could not feed their families, and could not pay rent. We quickly went into the restaurants. Uh, me and a couple of people, we put up stuff on Instagram and and, and emails and said we're going to be selling barbecue boxes. And we just you know pulled everything. We had frozen all our meats, you know, all our raw meats, frozen them, pulled them out, started cooking. And every week for like a month and a half straight, we just raised to say like about twenty, thirty thousand dollars. And, you know, kept a little money for seed money for the next week and used, and the rest of that money, we just gave it to our employees and just said, here. Yeah. And it was cool. You know, it's like we weren't, it wasn't about making money. It wasn't about any of that. It was just about really, um, you know, trying to take care of our team members. And then when we got that first round of PPP, again, we just wanted to right the ship. The ship was moving all over the place. Just wanted to get it going straight. We paid everybody. We paid them all. And we just said someone we knew would never come back but we knew they didn't have jobs we knew they had families right that's, that's what this when i talk to you about like about the people that's what it's about right taking care of each other so um you know by the time the second round of pvp we were on our feet we were going good yeah it's been challenging and you know but we've learned a lot so here well, we Now are. you're growing. Right.
0: So you're opening your sixth restaurant. So it's got to be. I, a...
1: I opened one during the pandemic.
0: That's crazy. Well, yeah. do you do you think it would have been different if you still had your other uh, fine dining restaurant open during? Because you closed that before the pandemic yeah. hit.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 that, that was in the South End. Um, so, you know, in my fantasy world, I would have been, you know, doing a ton of to go, you know, and just kind of like, you know, maybe meatloaf and, you know, just doing stuff that making, because, you know, people needed food and they were, and they wanted experiences and they were sick of being home. So it was such a cool neighborhood. I think it'd have been fun just to be cooking for everybody. Mm-hmm. Pull them and ask them what they want. You know, what do you want? Lasagna, sure, whatever, whatever it is. You know, some of the fancier stuff you can't you can't travel, but someone, you know, I can cook all sorts of stuff. So uh, you know, in my fantasy world, but um, you know, it is what it is, and we're here, so it's all good.
0: Well, all right. Well, what's what's next for Andy? Is this just just continue to <laughs> uh, sink your talents into the smoke shop and expand that a little bit more i mean you got anything else on your that you're looking at down the road or just uh, uh, playing it day by day
1: i mean i have lots of fantasies and we'll see what happens uh i do have four-year-old twin daughters uh, and, an, and an awesome wife so uh as much time as i can get with them is important to me um so that and watching them grow and being a good dad that's really important to me um, and growing my business right now. That's that's what it, maybe another book. Uh, Chris Hart and I, we're, we're thinking about writing another book. Maybe, maybe we'll see. I, I really want to have something important to say. I don't want to write a book just to write a book.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: You know? I want to write a book because I got.
0: Something to care we, about, something you can put yeah, your passion into. Yeah. And
1: there's some stuff. I'm not going to let you know what it is, but there's some ideas that we're noodling right now that we think is pretty good. Uh, the question is, does anybody else care about that? You know? But uh, we have ideas, so we'll see. I don't know, man. We'll see. Just enjoy, 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 enjoy. That's all I want
0: to do. Well, I look forward to watching you. I'm going to put a link to your website below, uh, you. Andy, uh, andyhusbands.com, and everybody yeah. can find your cookbooks there, your restaurants, yeah. all your different appearances and all that kind of stuff that you're doing. So I'll, I'll link that in the, uh, in the description and all that. So people Great. can find you Andy, Andy guys. If you want to find that out and yeah. anything Andy's doing, it's on there. So sure. definitely well, want to also, thank you for being on.
1: Yeah. I just want to Go say ahead. also the smoke shop, barbecue.com. Check out the restaurant
0: now. Can they order a you, you mail order briskets no. like uh, Franklin's doing now or no?
1: No, no, well, I'll leave that to him. Uh, we may someday right now. I mean, you can get our barbecue sauces, our spice rubs, all online, but um, signed cookbooks, those kind of things. Uh, but no, no, we're not, we're not doing meats, uh, yet. Maybe one day, maybe that'll be a project for me. Who maybe knows? that's
0: your next project. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get right on it. <laughs> well thanks for joining me i appreciate it thank you check out andy check out andy husbands.com you can check out anything that andy's doing right now and what he's been doing in the past but thank you i really appreciate for you guys being on and uh enjoy uh your beautiful boston day out there it looks really nice out there today <laughs> great day
1: thank you appreciate it right. thanks again nice i appreciate
0: you. it bye-bye well, thanks for joining us again today guys on the fire and water cooking podcast make sure you follow Andy. At andyhusbands.com. You can check out his books, restaurants, and all Andy's got going on there. Make sure you check out Fire and Water Cooking on Facebook, Instagram, check out the Fire and Water Cooking YouTube channel as well, and I'll see you
1: guys again in the next Fire and Water Cooking podcast.